Hey everybody, Pastor Brian here for season three, episode two of the Engaging Culture podcast. Did something a little bit different. Instead of recording in studio live, I had the opportunity to sit down with Brian Mead. Brian is an artist based out of San Francisco who spent a couple weekends recently here at Bridgeway displaying his art and telling some of his stories. So he and I sat down and talked about art and faith and ministry and leadership, all sorts of different subjects. It was a really, really fun interview. Brian is a really sharp guy. So that's what we've got for you this time. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Well, hey, everybody, Pastor Brian here, and I uh, am privileged to be joined right now by uh, Brian Mead. Brian is an artist who has been with us a couple of weekends here recently at Bridgeway sharing his art with us, and uh, he was kind enough to sit down with me to talk a little bit about uh, his life and the work that he does. Uh, so, Brian, thanks for uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate you yeah. taking the time to chat with me for a bit. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, of your story. Where did uh, the interest in art come from and then how has it developed over the years? Yeah. um, Art came naturally to me at an early age um, from, gosh, I was three, four years old. I just took to painting and drawing. And I think early on in elementary school, uh, I received so much affirmation and encouragement uh, from the teacher and from students. Uh, It just encouraged me to keep going. And, um, of course, as a child, you know, like there's a lot of acceptance kind of, kind of bound up with that, you know, when they appreciate what you're doing and, and, uh, yeah, so it just, it just came easily to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so I just stuck with it. I ended up majoring in art and art history, uh, in college, graduating with a a bachelor's in fine arts and, uh, yeah. So, and then after college, you worked in a church setting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, um, had this experience where in, in college I was pretty much, uh, tired of art. I didn't really understand it. I was looking at what my professors were doing and it seemed so out there and abstract and conceptual that it just didn't make sense or feel non. It seemed nonsensical to me. And so I thought, gosh, you know, I'm going to do architecture or something and, and make good money and have a happy life. <laughs> just, and uh, around that time is when God really got a hold of my heart. Mm-hmm. And I started uh, attending a, a solid Bible-believing, Christ-centered church mm-hmm. and really started growing in the faith and being discipled and learning what it meant to follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was around that time, that was my senior year of college, okay. that it seemed like God redeemed art for me and kind of gave it back to me. And said, um, this is the purpose uh, for this ability to make art, this this natural ability you have. And um, that's when I began, you know, just from reading the Bible, I began seeing these, these images just kind of emerge from Scripture in my mind. And just thinking, oh, I should do a painting of that. Mm-hmm. And I started, you know, I was, I was still at the art department. Um, and which was a very colorful one. <laughs> <to say the laughs> I imagine so. People from all walks of life. Sure. Um, and uh, I started um, painting these images, and, and people would just kind of stop by my, my my little station there, and oh wow, what's that? You know, and I have my Bible open right there, and say, oh well, you know, here the Gospel of John says the Bible, and, and it says here, and I'm explaining to them what this painting is about from the Bible, mm. and it just it kind of created a lot of great conversations from yeah. uh, people from all, you know, like I said, all different backgrounds, and and all of a sudden my, my eyes were open to the potential there yeah. is. Uh, for art to be a real powerful evangelical tool mm-hmm. to help people connect with God. Yeah, because so it sounds like you're saying people would see 
the art and want to know, okay, what's, what's inspiring this. Right. Right. And that would lead to, and I would imagine just a greater degree of openness to talking about spiritual things and talk about spiritual truth than than would be if you just started with, with that, without the, without the artwork. Yeah. One of the things about art is it's so disarming. Yeah. Um, with art, if it's a compelling piece of art, Mm -hmm. the, the viewer is asking the questions, right? They're asking what's going on here. Yeah. And they're walking up to the piece and they're contemplating it. They're pondering what's going on there. They yeah. want to know what the narrative is. And if the artist is sitting right there, it's like, <laughs> sweet. You know, what were you thinking? Yeah, you know, and now I'm sharing the gospel with this person. I'm helping them know yeah. who God is and, and his love for them and the purpose he has for them and all the rest. And so, yeah. and of course, I'm hearing their story too. Sure. Oftentimes they have stories about their, you know, um, upbringing yeah. and you know, experience with spirituality as well. Yeah, so some of their own challenges and Absolutely. different things. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, I love what you said about art being disarming. I think you're right that it, it creates a sort of, a, I don't know, it, it raises questions. I feel mm-hmm. like in sort of a non-threatening and invitational kind of way exactly. that, that makes it pretty unique from say even spoken word or things like that, which tend to be, I don't want to say combative, but I think that it can put us on the defensive a little bit more. Whereas Whereas art invites us in a lot of ways to ask to ask questions and to sort of uh, be challenged in a less threatening yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And, and believe me, I, I I am all about preaching the gospel. Sure. I love the proclamation of the gospel. Yeah. And I I'm about I I, I spent years on the streets in yeah. San Francisco sharing the gospel with people, listening yeah. to people's stories, and yeah. and I, I love explaining the story of God through Christ yeah. and the hope we have. I so. But, but this day and age, man, the more post-Christian our society is getting, mm-hmm. um, especially with these emerging generations, Gen Y, Gen Z, yep. you know, they're growing up into, for the first time ever into yep. a country, a society uh, with, with really um, no religious experience yep. or spiritual background. Yeah. And so what we're introduced, so, so I, I just think the forms that the gospel can come to people, the way, the methodology uh, can be so varied. Oh, and I think course. as a church, we really need to like start thinking more and more creatively about yeah. how we're presenting the gospel. Yeah. Um, and my goodness, if there's ever been a generation of creatives, mm-hmm. it's now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the young, the young folk, like kids, I mean, they want to just take pictures all day right. and post them and share them. Yeah. They're photographers. Yeah. You know, they're Instagrammers, uh-huh. they're Facebookers, they're Snapchatters, they're videographers yeah. who want to make these like little videos and these posts and, and they want to share their creative, yeah. uh, whatever. And so it's actually a massive opportunity for the church right now Oh yeah, uh, to encourage this, you know, aesthetic um, creativity. Yeah. Um, so right now it's really, I think, a big thing for the church to offer the guidance mm-hmm. that this generation of young creatives needs. Yeah. Um, to kind of say, hey, how can we use your creative aspirations and this like drive you have right. to be creative every single day? Yeah. How can we use this for Christ and the gospel and the glory of God? Yeah, and again, how can you how can you utilize these different media to to articulate your own thoughts and feelings and beliefs, to articulate your own struggles, your own mm-hmm. questions, your own Absolutely. doubts? And I mean, there's always going to be a place for for proclamation, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love what you said. Hey. I, Love using words, right, to explain this mm-hmm. stuff, but it, it doesn't have to be an either or, but that there are, Absolutely. I mean, especially, as you said, in this day and age, so many opportunities. I mean, I, I was at a conference recently, and the, the closing session was all about sort of the, 
the digital age and how does that affect the way we mm-hmm. think about yeah. weekend church? You know, it's like, that's yeah. just one example of, okay, everything is online now. People mm-hmm. aren't showing up to your church without looking at you on Yelp and on Facebook and on Instagram and reading mm-hmm. reviews and checking out your website. Like it's not, right. whereas 30 years ago it might be, Oh, Hey, I'm new in town and I drove by a church. So I'll show up there. So, so the point of it was just, Hey, how are we changing to fit yeah. that? And I think similarly, you talk about different uh, forms of artistic expression. Okay. Now that, uh, the barrier for entry is so much lower mm-hmm. to photography, to different sorts of, sorts of art. There's always going to be space for those who are experts, but you know, the ac- the accessibility of training and learning to create high quality pieces mm-hmm. of varying art forms, especially yeah. as it relates to the internet and social media, yeah. uh, the access is much greater than it was. So there are new opportunities to communicate and, and like you said, kind of leverage that creativity mm-hmm to share the gospel, to provoke questions and, and create conversations that, that maybe wouldn't be there from just more traditional means that you think of church services and even official kind of, you know, official church yeah. programs and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now you've got what to me certainly seems like a pretty unique, uh, approach to a lot of your art. I mean, not only are you painting, uh, and creating a lot of different scriptural themes, uh, and not only are you incorporating words of scripture in your art, but you actually include the pages of scripture. <laughs> so not just maybe creatively painting the words, mm-hmm. but you actually integrate pages out yeah. of the Bible themselves yeah. into the paintings in some really cool ways. Uh, where did that come from? Because that's something I haven't, I mean, maybe other, I don't know if other people do it, but I've mm-hmm. never seen it. And I think it's, it's pretty interesting. And I feel like it's the sort of thing that could be, it could feel forced or it could feel like, oh, we're just trying to add this in. Mm-hmm. But you integrate it in such mm-hmm. an incredible way. I just I just love it. So I'd love to hear about sort of the inspiration behind Thank that. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <coughs> the mixed media is, you know, the incorporating of different materials, of course, you know, in the art piece, whether it's on a wood panel or canvas, whatever it is. And, um, and so that's, that's what it is. It's bringing in other materials like paper and some texts and mixing that with the oil paints and acrylic and, you know, the, all, all the rest. And, um, you know, the thing that, that kind of started that for me was um, back when I was doing high school ministry mm-hmm. and I uh, had a wonderful group of high schoolers down in Southern California. And uh, we we're going through one of the epistles of John where uh, John is talking about uh, a man named Demetrius and he commends Demetrius and, uh, of his testimony and says, man, this guy, a phenomenal testimony. And, and John says, and we bear witness that his testimony was of the truth. And I just thought, wow, like the apostle John, like the beloved apostle, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. is like giving this guy props in scripture <laughs> big time yeah. and saying like, we commend this guy to you. Mm-hmm. He is a man of faith and his testimony is awesome. And he's a man of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, that is amazing. We don't know anything about this man. Yeah. We don't know who he was, where he's from, what he did necessarily. All we know is it's like the great apostle, like the beloved apostle, like highly esteemed. <laughs> and I just thought like, what a legacy. Yeah. Like an inspired scripture. There's your name. And all <laughs> we know about this guy is that he loved Jesus yeah. and that he was a faithful man. That's yeah. all we know. Yeah. And I told the kids, I'm like, man, like if there's, Anyway, like if I went to be with the Lord next week, mm-hmm. and this is my last, and, and it's, it's kind of like 
what would you want people to remember you right. as or, or remember about you? Yeah. And if the one thing that people remembered about me was like, man, that guy loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. What a passionate follower of God. What a testimony. Yeah. Um, man, to me, it's like, it just doesn't get better. And so I, I kind of ask the kids, like, if, if this was your last week or last month or last year, uh, here on earth before you went home to be with the Lord, um, how would people remember you? Mm-hmm. Would they remember you in that way? Like, oh man, that was a guy, that was a girl who really loved Jesus. If you yeah. follow the Lord, like Jesus was first in their life. Like, is that how people would remember you? Um, or, you know, maybe would they remember you, remember you in another way, perhaps? Or, yeah. But are, are you living in a, such a way where they would, mm-hmm. you know, remember that about you? Like, that was... And so I asked, you know, everyone to get in groups and with the leaders, everyone kind of wrote down the reflections. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you want to be remembered? What, what legacy do you want to leave? Yeah. And, um, and so I ended up with this pile of papers and I read through these, these reflections and they were just phenomenal. Yeah. And they were so good. Cool. And they weren't all like, um, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to follow the Lord. I mean, there was one, one, one of my kids wrote, you know, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care how people remember when I die. And, and you know what? I just thought, man, that, this, this matters just as much as any other yeah. reflection, you know, that's just where he's at. He's going to get through stuff. And but they were so good and I wanted to put them on display. And so, you know, I, I me being an art major, I got a big canvas sure. and I, uh, I, I laid all the papers on or most of them on the canvas. I mixed them with, uh, the scriptures, copies, large copies of the passage that we were going through in the epistle and tore all the edges because I teared the edges of all the scriptures and all the writings because I want it to look old. Yeah. Because the Bible is a compilation of ancient literature, right. ancient scripture. You know, it's Which like, can be easy to forget when you're holding a modern book exactly. or looking at it on your iPhone or right. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. But it's ancient and yet it's applicable to us right now. Right. And tomorrow. Uh-huh. And it never changes. And so... I want to get that across. I love, I love that idea. And, um, and so that's what I did. I, I went over it with oil. I glued it all over this canvas and I went over it with oil paint with transparent layers. So you can still kind of read the scripture and read the kids writings with mm-hmm. it all mixed together. And I painted a, a horizon line over it all okay. uh, with clouds and it kind of, the horizon kind of implies this depth of space. This, it like, feels like it's going back sure. almost like forever, Yeah, you know, implying eternity. Yeah, and um, and I put it on display in the high school room. The people, you know, kids loved it. People liked it and wow. encouraged me in it. It was like, man, yeah. you more of this stuff. And, <laughs> ah, maybe I will. Okay. So that's kind of what started yeah. the mixed media thing for me. Huh? Wow. And now, yeah, I mean, you've done. I mean, I probably dozens of these, if yeah. not more, yeah. of these different types so of. Then, yeah. And just the way that you're able to. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of some specific examples. Some of the ones you've had up in our up in our lobby of just you know, the trees and the anchor and all these different, mm-hmm. different, you know, uh, symbols of very specific passages that then you're able to integrate, uh, the text itself as part of the, uh, kind of part of the piece. I mean, man, I, I, I just, as, and I'll, I'll just be honest, I'm not really an art guy. I don't know a whole lot about art. So I'm just like, Oh, Hey, this is nice. <laughs> but it, it, the depth of reflection that mm-hmm. that promotes, even in me, who is just like an art idiot, uh, is significant. So I can only imagine for somebody who understands the nuances of the work. I mean, so I don't, I don't understand art all that much. I understand the scripture. Mm-hmm. So to be able to sort of integrate those two things, I mean, it's powerful and it's been neat sort of observing people, 
as you've had stuff on display in our space here these last few weeks, just sort of watching them. And you just sort of, I mean, I'm sure you see this all the time. You see it in people's eyes as they're just like engaging with the piece on different levels from seeing the picture to reading the words to then, you know, you can just sort of see the wheels yeah. turning in yeah. folks' minds, which is pretty cool. And that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Man. That's, that's one reason why I, I do these art exhibitions uh, in the church primarily um, mm-hmm. because I love, I mean, my, my prayer for the word is that it would really edify, build up and bless the body of Christ. Yeah. And there would be a light to the lost. Uh-huh. There'd be a comfort to those who are hurting. There'd be a conviction to those who are maybe self-sufficient right now and yeah. forgetting the Lord. Sure. Um, which is just what the word does. Right. right. The word does all that. Right. And so I'm just trying to put, I'm trying to present the word of God in a different way. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you, you know, I, I did a, I've done art shows where I've seen parents, you know, pointing, you know, little scriptures to the kids and the kids are reading it. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, when I see that happening, it's like, yes, you know, (laughs) like it just, man, there's one art show where, um, uh, the gentleman who was taking the most time with each painting Mm -hmm. was an Orthodox rabbi from down the street. Wow. That's cool. Who just happened to come by. It was, it was at a storefront church in downtown in a city in Northern California. And he happened to just you know, see it and walk in and there was like, I don't know, a couple hundred people there, but this guy was just going from each painting mm. and he was reading the scriptures yeah. and he was, his nose is right as the paintings. <laughs> That's cool. And he's reading the gospels yeah. and reading the words of Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, I just thought, yes, yeah. you know, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that's just like an answer to prayer. Yeah. You know? And I've, you know, Zen Buddhist friends have come and seen and people from all walks of life. And, and that's, um, yeah, that's when it's like, yeah, it all comes together for me. Well, it just goes back to what we were saying earlier, how invitational art can be yeah. to invite yeah. people who would, they're not coming for the sermon, but they're going to watch. I mean, they'll, they'll engage with the art piece and mm-hmm. maybe that's their first step yeah. in kind of their own yeah. journey, which is, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'd be curious to know, uh, how has art been part of your own spiritual journey? Mm-hmm. I mean, how have you grown in your own relationship with God through art? Because, I mean, I talk to different people, whether their art is music or mixed media, like what you do, painting and everything, and they tell me about how they really connect with God through their art. I, I, I say that either I'm not artistic at all or my art is words. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, I, like, I just, that's just not the way that I'm, I'm built. Right. So I, I just love hearing from people who are who are gifted differently than me in the way that they connect with God and the way that they grow through these sorts of artistic expressions yeah. is really interesting to me. So how has that worked out kind of in, in your own life? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hmm. uh, interestingly enough, um, I've, uh, I think I've done most of my creative work in, uh, in the hardest seasons of my life. And I think that's usually when um, in the past in fact, I went through a really hard season where um, I got pretty burned in the church mm. um, with a really hard experience. And it's not uncommon. Right. You know, yeah, you hear those stories. You know, the church, <laughs> too, you know, too much, yeah. Just you know, it's full of people and, and things will happen. Um, went through a hard experience there. And, uh, you know, during that season, um, I, I was not in the ministry anymore. And I kind of retreated to the art studio. Yeah. And I had a you know four hundred square foot studio, and you know reverting to the arts as well. You know, it's what I can do. And 
And I thought about this, you know, at the time, I thought, well, you know, like David had seasons where he led, you know, the nation. He led, he was a general in the army. Um, he governed the kingdom. And there were seasons where he was hiding in caves. Yeah. You know, um, it's said that he wrote Psalm 63 in one of those caves in Engedi, yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, and other songs like it, mm-hmm. um, where he was really reflecting uh, through poetry. Mm-hmm. On, on what was going on yeah and for me that was kind of that kind of season where these were my poems i was going to write yeah and you know some days i just worship the lord in that studio and i didn't touch a paintbrush mm-hmm. i just listened to worship music i got on my knees i i read scripture i pour out my heart to the lord and um and man some days i didn't, I didn't paint at all but it was just me and him some days i just cried and just waited on him um they didn't know what to do really but during that season, I got to really um, uh, develop, I think, the paintings, the mixed media mm-hmm. kind of method, and, and really do most of the work you see, actually, in that yeah. season, or at least half of it. And, wow. um, and that was one of the most important seasons of my life. Yeah, uh, I, I've learned more in that season than any other season, actually. Huh. Um, yeah, like what to do with the bitterness, what to yeah. do with the anger, what to do with the frustration. Yeah. Um, like, is God really everything for me? Is yeah. Jesus really everything? Like I used to tell everybody that he was. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and uh, all of those things I was telling people, because I was in the ministry for about seven years prior to then, mm-hmm. uh, youth ministry in different ways. And yeah. I loved it. It was great. And, yeah. uh, and I and eventually I got to do more youth ministry. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that was a season where it was kind of a desert season for yeah. me, where I was kind of, in one of those caves, yeah. kind of wondering, like, which way is up? Lord, what are you doing? Lord, yeah. what do you want me to do? And sometimes the Lord's just like, well, I'm not going to give you the answer, Brian, but I want you to wait on me. Yeah. And what's in your hand? What can you do? Well, I can paint. Mm-hmm. Go do that. Yeah. Seek me. Seek my face. And do what you can do right now. Man, that's so powerful. What, what's in your hand? What can you do? Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, it sounds so simple, but that is such, there is profound wisdom in that I mean I think especially for those that are in desert seasons mm-hmm. or for those who who don't know kind of to use your words which way is up or in that season it's like okay I think a lot of times we can be so paralyzed in those seasons like waiting for clarity or waiting for mm-hmm. okay I need to I'm gonna do nothing until I know exactly what to do right and like I, like, I don't know. I think of the example of Moses who was, you know, tending sheep when his mm-hmm. call came, you know, like, what can I do? I've got these sheep. I know how to tend them. I'm going to do that. And then yeah. like your call comes in the midst of that. Yeah. But you know, that's obviously an extreme example, but just even the idea of, okay, what can I do in this moment? Okay. This is the skill I have. These are the resources I have mm-hmm. available. So I'm going to kind of walk in that. Right. And I mean, it sounds like God met you in some pretty profound ways through that process. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm guessing it was not in like the first minute. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a season. Yeah. There was a season. Yeah. But we want to see the big picture, don't sure. we? We, oh, want yeah. it. we just want to see the full story. Yeah. We, want, we want to hear how this ends. We want it. Yeah. And oftentimes the Lord's just like, hey, trust me today. Yeah. Take the next step today. Yeah. Do what I've given you to do. What can you do? Yeah. Okay, do that. Yeah. And, uh, and I think our identity gets wrapped up in the ministry, vocational ministry, especially no, full time. Right. Yep. Our identity can get wrapped up in that. I think for me, it did. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, but it did. Yeah. And that was one of the most important things I learned that season. Was like, this isn't who you are, Brian. Yeah. This is something that you do. Yeah. And there's going to be uh, varying seasons. And so um, that was a big thing for me to kind of learn.
second season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could sit here and have a whole nother conversation yeah. <laughs> about the perils of sort of leadership and identity yeah. and sort of even in, in some ways sort of rediscovering what does it mean now to, to walk with Jesus when you're, when you're out of leadership. Right. I uh, just, I, I think that for those who haven't walked that journey and, and I have to, to mm-hmm. a certain degree and now here I am back, you know, doing vocational mm-hmm. ministry, uh, for those who haven't walked it, it can be, uh, hard to really, I think, fully grasp how disorienting that can be. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. But I mean, it's yeah. like, you've walked it, I've walked it and it's, that's yeah. a real legitimate challenge. Right. Yeah. So, and there's a lot to figure out and sort through, mm-hmm. especially when I think it takes walking away or stepping away or being forced away or however mm-hmm. we end up away yeah. Yeah. to kind of grapple with yes. those sorts of identity issues. Yeah. So, and I think that can be broadly applicable to people in, in any sort, you know, varying types of leadership is to say, okay, is my identity in this mm-hmm. or is it in, in Jesus and who he right. has made me to be and the value that I have in him? I, I think that that's, that's important for, for not, I mean, certainly for pastors and Christian leaders, but for, you know, I think about just any of our listeners here leading in any context to recognize how much that can, leadership is a beautiful and wonderful thing, but it can distort our identity if we let it. It really can. Right. Yeah. It's crazy how insidious that it is. And so for me, that was one of the healthiest seasons. I'm so thankful that God was a good shepherd. Yeah. And then by his grace, he took me out. He showed me what was going on in my heart. I didn't know it. I didn't see it. And, uh, but you know, you look at like Paul even, it's like, you know, like when the, yeah, the greatest theologian sure. in his period in antiquity, mm-hmm. uh, wrote a third of the new Testament. Right. right. I mean, and yet he's a general contractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there were seasons where he was yeah. building homes Yeah. because he didn't want to be burned in the church and yeah. he was going to work hard. He's in pound nails. Yeah. Built tents. Yeah. Um, there were a couple seasons there where he was in jail for a couple of years. Yep. Yeah. You know, he's like. You know, but and he's in there, well, I guess I'll sit down and write some theology now. You got something for me, all right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like yeah. it's it's like he wasn't like boxed in David, you know, like yeah. like you said, he was using these leadership, you know, roles, but he was also a poet. Yeah. And he was a songwriter. Yeah. And he even invented the instruments he could play so many songs on. <laughs> like the guy was like he wore a lot of hats. Yeah, did a lot of stuff. And and, and so I think it is important for us to remember, you know, that uh, there's so many different ways that yeah oh gosh that's so good so good so so i'd love to hear a little bit about um just your own process of kind of creating a new piece and maybe mm-hmm. just, i mean i know you do a lot maybe we'll focus on kind of the, the mixed media and that's just the way you the, the pieces that you're incorporating scripture in i'd love to to a kind of hear about a little bit of your process and, and maybe in the course of that maybe maybe talk about uh one particular piece you've done that is especially meaningful to you for, for some reason. I, I would imagine it's all like, I don't know, picking your favorite pieces, like choosing your favorite child or something like that. But I'm sure they all mean a lot to you, but maybe you can just tell us about one that, that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. As far as my, my approach uh, to, to any of my paintings, um, whether it's uh, one of my own pieces or it's a, it's a commission for someone like a yeah. personal commission. Um, I, you know, I, I like to begin on my knees mm-hmm. and, and really just, you know, going to God and saying, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this ability. Um, and just ask for his guidance, ask for his anointing, Yeah. ask for his leading. And it's so cool to see, like, I mean, halfway through these paintings sometimes, I'll get stuck. Mm-hmm. And literally, I have, no, I, I have no idea how to fix this problem. <laughs> and I'll just pray. Yeah. And it's amazing how the solution will come. 
Mm. And and then oftentimes after I finish a painting, I'll notice like, whoa, like these happy little accents, I guess you can yeah. say, like Bob Ross used to say. Like, wow. you, know, like, uh, you know, like, whoa, how'd that happen? Like cool little moments in the painting yeah. that like I did not mean to do, mm-hmm. but correlated perfectly. Like somehow the visual, um, you know, like the sun's bursting over the horizon, like right where like this scripture about the sun, like rising yeah. or something happened. I, you know, like things you didn't I didn't plan mean, it and it's I had just no like, okay, there we go. Cool that's things awesome. I just attribute that to the Lord's sure. leading. So yeah. Lord, that's cool. You. It's awesome. Yeah. So I really sense his hand in the, in these paintings. Like mm-hmm. we're doing it together. Yeah. And and that's just, that's the best for me. Um, yeah. There is one piece that's called A New Beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it kind of sounds cliche, but for me in that season, that's what it was. It was mm-hmm. a new beginning. Yeah. Um, it was kind of the end of that season I was referring to earlier, that really difficult time. Mm-hmm. And I painted um, the land on the left of this kind of panoramic mm-hmm. painting. And behind the land, the sun is rising. It's a mm-hmm. new day. And um, all the scriptures on there on the left that are kind of coming through the paint speak of God's love for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that place, a boat is launching out. It's a boat that... Uh, you know, a single sailboat from, you know, the era that Jesus was, sure. you know, in the boat with the disciples. It, so not impressive. That's what you're saying. Not impressive, <laughs> right. but reminiscent of, sure. of something like Jesus would have, would have yeah. been in and with the disciples in Sea of Galilee. And um, I just kind of wanted to picture myself in that boat with him. Yeah. With the sun rising behind the boat, mm-hmm. launching out into a new season. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat. I'm with Jesus. He let down the sail. Spirit of God is going to fill that thing. We're going to yeah. venture out here. That's cool. And and as all these scriptures on the left speaking of God's love, because that's where we launch out from. Yeah. That's the launching point. Yeah. My realization of God's love for me mm-hmm. is where I start from, right? It's the yeah. starting point. And as it launches out from there, your, your eye kind of moves to the middle of the canvas, and you see all these scriptures about spiritual growth, about discipleship, about discipline, about self-control, about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This process he has us in, this sanctification, this journey, right? Yeah. Which is being portrayed in the painting. And as your eye goes to the right, you see a cloud that is um, kind of over the sea. And uh, the word peace is just kind of coming through. Kind of like the, the Lord led the people of Israel by a cloud by day. You know? yeah. um, the peace of God rules our hearts. Yeah. You know, as we, it, we, the peace of God moves us. Yeah. You know? um, and then the great condition kind of comes through on the right in, in kind of the horizon, you know, yeah. where it's like this adventure the Lord's invited us into that we get to yeah. journey into with him. Uh, man, we get to just, you know, go into all nations. Yeah. However that might look for each yeah. of us. Might be in the next neighborhood over. Sure. Might be the next state. Might be the next country. Yeah. But, uh, of course, the word nations are is ethnos, right? Yep. Like ethnic groups. It's all people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's what this painting is about. And for me during that time, it was a, it was a kind of a, I think a prophetic word for me, mm-hmm. just kind of launching out into a new thing. Yeah. New seasons. Huh. Wow. That's on how, how long ago was that? That painting was done in, uh, 2010. Okay. Yeah. So shortly thereafter, I, I moved to a new city with a new church and a new ministry. And, yeah. and all of a sudden my, I was kind of swept up into <laughs> almost full-time ministry again. Yeah. Um, but then doing the art thing on the side as well. Yeah, that's cool. I love what you say about, you know, the starting point being God's love, that God's love wasn't, that's not out there on the horizon for you to go find, but that that's right. the starting point. Yeah. 
and that from there, that's when you launch out into, you know, these kind of the process of sanctification, really, it sounds like is a lot of what you're describing in the, in the, in the piece. We have a, a concept we talk about in some of our discipleship environments here, uh, called covenant and calling the idea that God invites us into covenant relationship and that that comes before anything else, before we ever lift a finger, God invites us into relationship. But then with that, there's a calling to go and represent him in the world. And that a life of discipleship is, is both. And the order is important that it's not go fulfill your calling and then you'll be welcomed into relationship. It's no, no, you're welcomed into relationship. So now from that security, In yeah. a non-performance-based love relationship with the Father, yep. yeah, all of those things. Now go out mm. with what's in your hand and, and represent yeah. Him in the world. Yeah. And I mean that is such that is a message that is so counter to a lot of messages we get culturally, where we're defined by what we produce, even what we're just talking about about leadership, all of these different things. Yeah. And just as you're describing the painting, that's what comes to mind to me: the idea of okay, you're in this relationship, and from there. There is a security there that you will not find anywhere else in this world. Right. Now, from that place of security, you're yeah. free to go out and kind of go into Absolutely. what's next. So, yeah, ministry flows from intimacy, yes. doesn't it? Yes, yes. And, and you know, the bottom line is, is you talk about what you love. Yep. Yep. You talk about what you love. Yeah. Yeah. You fall in love with someone. Right. And you're telling people about you're her. Not like, hey, can you're you could you please about. tell me about this uh, person you're in love? Hey, tell me about can you any can you tell me about a movie that you really liked or about you know your favorite <laughs> sports team? You're like, yeah, no, you're like, okay, you're please. showing pictures. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you're glowing. Yeah, like, dude, you're glowing. Yeah, what's going on? With <laughs> what's going yeah. on with you? What's her name? You yeah, know, like, no, that's true. You're absolutely right. It's like you, we talk about what we love. I, I just went on a camping trip out in the desert, mm-hmm. you know, along the river in Colorado yeah. River. Amazing. I've been yeah. talking about it all week. <laughs> And I'm showing pictures of everybody. I'm yeah. sharing. Like, I just, you know, and that's what we do on social media. Right. Yeah. Anything cool happens. Yep. We, we want to share that. Yeah. No, we're driven by our affections. And yes, too often, I think we neglect that part mm-hmm. of our own discipleship that, like, God does not want simply our obedience. He wants our affection. And when yeah. the affection is in place, you're right. You People don't have to ask to hear about your camping trip because it was such an incredible experience. Yeah. You're like, here, let me tell you. Now, now that you've mentioned it, once we finish this interview, you got to tell me more about it because now I'm interested. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying. But it's like you don't, you don't have to. It's just there. So, yeah, so I think the idea of recognizing that kind of the starting place for all of this is affection, yeah. and that God wants us to understand Him to the point that our affections are stirred. Amen. Man, that's a big deal. That's a really big. That's deal. why I think what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, so on that note, then. You talk about that's why you paint what you, what you paint. We've talked about this, I feel like, in a lot of different ways already in, in this conversation. Um, but I mean, these paintings are so deeply personal to you. I have to I have to assume just because not mm-hmm. only the, the process you go through with the Lord, but just the time and the the detail and all of that. Uh, but at the same time, there are these sort of public things that people mm-hmm. are people bring their like. I, I walk up to your painting. I'm bringing my own life experience into sure. my understanding. Yeah. Uh, but what do you want people to feel and experience as they engage with your work? Mm, yeah. Broadly speaking, I know that's a, it's kind of a tough question to answer, but. Oh, man. Sometimes I don't know, you know, like yeah. what? I, because I don't know what their experience is. I don't know what they're bringing. Sure. Uh, but in, in, in the past, man, like I, boy, there's been a couple times, a few times actually, where someone uh, purchased an original a mixed media painting or oil mm-hmm. painting and you know there's tears in their eyes yeah and they're telling me you you painted this for me yeah wow 
like the second they saw it, they stopped and stared for however long. Yeah. And they came over to me and, and they asked if they could purchase it. Oh, wow. And and they, they literally felt like this needs to be in my home for the rest of my life. Yeah. Wow. Because this is this is so personal and so oh, impacting. Yeah. And and so there's there's, you know, the prophetic you know, gift, like the prophetic will flow, you know, yeah. the words of knowledge, like the spiritual gifts will flow through this way too. Yeah. And, and that's, I have experienced that at times and it's like, wow, I, Lord, I didn't even know that uh, you wanted me to make this painting for this person. I didn't know this person was, but I was painting for them, you know, yeah. maybe two or three years before I ever met them or something. Yeah. And so that's, that's cool. And it just reminds me that, that he's involved right. you know, in what I'm doing. So that's that's always awesome. I mean, if any, if someone can encounter God through His Word or through something I paint or both, yeah, um, and that is the answer to prayer. That's my prayer for my, my Lord. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, I just can't imagine the experience of, like you said, uh, maybe a piece you've done a little ways in the past, mm-hmm. and to have someone have that dramatic of an encounter with it. I mean, that's just that's just yeah. got to give you goosebumps. I mean, yeah, to see. Yeah, that God had God put that on your heart for that moment for that person. That's pretty pretty incredible. There's no greater joy. Man. Yeah, that's you cool. Know, when you see God using your life or using your gift, or I mean, it could be something so simple. It could just yeah. be running into someone on the street, right? Or, oh, sure. or a coworker, perhaps, or just a word that they need to hear. I mean, it could be anything, right? Yeah. But um, for me, like at times, it's been with with art. Yeah. And, uh, if someone could come in contact with God and his love for them. Yeah. Uh, through one of my pieces. And, yeah. Yeah. That's great. What I, I'd be curious to hear too, what kind of advice would you have for maybe either a younger person or someone who's newer to faith or, uh, maybe even someone who's, who's not necessarily newer to faith, but newer to the integration of, of their kind of artistic ability with their faith. Maybe someone who would say, gosh, I have this passion for, for art, whether it's, painting or drawing or mixed media or sculpture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I love the Lord or I want to, I want to use this as, as a way to, to kind of to serve the church, just, you know, meaning capital C church more broadly serve the body of Christ. Uh, how do I begin to integrate those things? Uh, what kind of advice would you give to somebody like that? Hmm. Gosh. Um, it's a good question. It's, I don't know if I can give like broadly, you know, sure. um, one, piece of advice for everybody I think depending on where someone is at I think it's kind of you know but uh, I think this day and age I mean it's it's easier than ever right yeah. to uh, to use the platform we have with social media mm-hmm. um, to be creative and to share our love yeah. uh, for God our affection for God you know through creative means and so it's we can publish it just instantly, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, people can really be exposed to it. Um, but I would encourage young aspiring creatives to, um, really hone their craft, um, to, uh, go to school, yeah. you know, where they can focus on, um, becoming excellent in whatever genre that they're studying, mm-hmm. whether it's photography or painting or drawing or printmaking or fashion or videography. Yeah. Gosh, videography is huge, yeah. right? It's so huge. Um, I think that the, the best videographers, artists, photographers, painters 
musicians should be spirit-filled, God-loving people, Christ-honored yeah. people who yeah. want to do it for the glory of God, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I would love to see uh, young aspiring creatives like really going for it, honing their craft and using it for the glory of God. So, yeah. and, 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 the, and I think it begins on our knees, you yeah. know? So we give ourselves to the development of our craft and our, our abilities, artistically, our aesthetic sensibility. Um, we work hard to develop that. So we're doing it better than anyone we know, or, I mean, obviously, like, we are our number one competition, right? Sure. It's not like we're trying to compete in that way, but, but man, we're working hard at it. Yeah. And, and on our knees, we're asking God um, what he wants to do with it. Yeah. And we are in the word of God. Yeah. Because the word of God is the most inspiring source for me. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, reading books about, about God's word, listening to sermons where God's word is being explained, yeah. listening to music where God's word is being celebrated. I mean, I'm, I inundate myself with the word of God yeah. and it is like the fountain, mm-hmm. the source of all inspiration for me, really like yeah. through the spirit of God. And, um, and so, yeah, work hard at honing your craft, whatever it is, and seek God through his word. Yeah. And I believe his spirit will lead you, anoint yeah. you, and guide you. Man, that's good. I, I love bo- both elements of that, of course. I mean, I think, you know, so much of our, to the extent that life is art, and we're all sort of expressing ourselves in different ways, I mean, so much of what we express is the product of our influences, right? Mm, and so yeah. to place ourselves under the influence of, of the word of God or of, <clears throat> or of Christ honoring influence. I mean, that's such a huge part of our formation. And a lot of times yeah. that can be intangible uh, and mm-hmm. it's critical. And, and I like what you said, just the emphasis on, on doing the work. It's, I think that if there's one, like, I think social media is cool. I think the access it gives us to, to one another's lives is, is neat and interesting. And like, I'm not like, I'm not down on it by any mm-hmm. means, but part of the challenge I think culturally is we can lose a sense of an appreciation for process because yeah. social media is not That's for true. the process, right? right? Social media is for the finished product. Like, hey, look at me, I lost 50 pounds, which is awesome. Like, celebrate that. By all mm-hmm. means, post mm-hmm. it. But like, you're not posting the time you resisted the craving. You're not posting the workouts. You're not posting right. all of this stuff, you know? Or you post the finished piece, <clears throat> you're not posting the hours and hours and mm-hmm. hours spent learning the theory, learning the technique, learning, you know, playing the scales if you're a musician, you yeah. know? like. So we can lose that sense of, well, the people that we admire that are great, you know, we, you know, artists such as yourself, like you may have some, some God given ability, but you have maximized that ability through hours and hours and hours of focus and determination and practice and learning and all of that. Right. And it's, and, and to really be the best version of ourselves to maximize the gift God has gifts God has given us showing up as part of it, but, but putting in the time and doing the work is, can be an underrated part of it as well yeah absolutely yeah and i'll tell you you know like um the world will will listen i think to what we have to say um especially when we do what we do with excellence yep if we can do it as good or better yep i mean honestly like most people won't care what we believe Mm -hmm. they'll just appreciate what we're doing yeah wow like that's inspiring i love what you're doing yeah and dang, what, what are you singing about? Yep. Or what is this about? And now they're asking the questions again. Yep. But like a compelling piece of music, a compelling piece of art. Um, yeah, I think the church, man, 
historically yeah. some of the greatest art in history oh, yeah. that came out of the church. Yeah. You know, like to this day, millions flock to the Sistine Chapel. Right. Stare up at that ceiling. Yeah. And just be in awe. Yeah. Millions. Yep. And what are they seeing? They're seeing the story of God. They're seeing right. the story of Scripture. They're seeing reigning, the reigning Christ. You yeah. know, I mean, it is just, you know, or Rembrandt's yeah. last 10 years of his life, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was touring around the world. It's, it's um, you know, in the 1660s, he did nothing but portraits of the apostles yeah. and the martyrs yeah. uh, and how they were martyred telling their story and why they were martyred and yeah. the risen Christ was the last painting in the, in the I mean it was one of the most mind-blowing exhibitions I've ever seen right at the Getty in LA mm-hmm. and some secular professor from LA on the audio tours explained to me <laughs> about what Rembrandt was trying to do in painting yeah. the risen Christ yeah wow I mean I'm just like <laughs> whoa like yeah. the potential like this is like Rembrandt four centuries after his death is still proclaiming yeah. the gospel around the world yeah it's amazing and Michelangelo isn't going to go anywhere. They go to him. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, that's right. People, people will come and, and you know? see that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, like, great art, you know, is yeah. powerful. And yeah. it, it hits people. It moves yeah. them. Yeah. And they want to know, what is this saying? What yeah. is going on here? Whether it's film or painting or music or anything, it's just powerful. Very powerful. In this day and age, man, the image is, is really taking the day. Yep. And... Um, you know, it's powerful yeah. and it can be powerful for good or powerful for evil. Yeah. And excellence is the universal attention getter. Yes. So if you want attention for your message, right. if you can present yourself or present your work excellently, we, we, may, we might not all be Michelangelo's and, and Rembrandt's, but excellence still grabs our attention. Uh, before we're asking, oh, what's the message this is communicating before? I mean, you think about uh, popular songs, right? Like, why do they become popular? They don't become popular for the lyrics. They become popular because, man, the beat just gets in your head, and now I'm in, and now I want to know. Oh, okay. Now that I've now I'm totally obsessed with this song. Oh, and what's it about again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. right? Like that happens. Yeah. And I think, oh wow, this is an incredible mm-hmm. work of art right here. Okay. Now what it's about? I'm interested. I want to know. Right. So excellence. Which is the call of God on our lives through scripture, right? Like to do all everything, not as men pleasers, but as unto God. Yeah. Like, man, if I'm really doing this for God, like not that like we're gonna become crazy perfectionists. Sure. We're in process. Yeah. This can become this can become a burden. It's not like that, but it's like, man, we 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 could be doing some amazing things if we're really doing it for the Lord. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, so last thing, people that want to find you, want to learn about your art, want to follow you, social media or whatever else, yeah. uh, tell us about kind of website or any place else that people can, can hear about you and kind of what you're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they can find me at uh, my website at, uh, That's B R I A N mead, M E D E.com. And, uh, you can see my paintings, my mixed media works there as well as, um, yeah, my little bio there and it, you, you can contact me as well if you're interested in prints or an original or a commission and I am doing art exhibitions okay oh, uh, in churches um, yeah, around California mostly primarily so okay very good all right great well hey thanks again thank you first of all for sharing your your work with our congregation these last few weeks I've walked through I don't know how many times, and I know so many others have, well, has, have as well, and it's been a blessing, and uh, thanks for the time tonight. appreciate you sitting down with me for a little bit. Yeah, well, it's been awesome to be here at Bridgeway. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. right. Well, uh, our thanks once again to uh, Brian Mead for for being a part of uh, these last few weekends here at Bridgeway and for uh, sitting down with us here on Engaging Culture. Thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, We'll be back with you soon uh, for our next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license and is provided by Dexter Britton.